more bikes. Morebikes.co.uk And my memory is so oh, shit. God. Well, can you remember back to 2001 when your first mini motor race? No. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, did you ever think you'd be not here speaking to us, but here as in MotoGP? Did you? To be honest with you, like a lot of people say, no, I didn't expect to be here, but actually it's kind of different for me like i've been brought up to be here like right, yeah. not saying like oh, i'm yours gonna no, be no, there but cool. it, my parents pushed me we didn't go for fun yeah it was like we're going to win or yeah. we're not going yeah. and that for me was like a lot of riders they used to like they say have photos on the walls like when i get asked questions oh when you have photos of ross on your wall and i'm like actually i didn't like for me it wasn't like Almost I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I was just put in that position to do it. Yeah. And then I've just built up coming that way. Like I never really had, I didn't look up to any riders. Like I've never thought about it. Yeah. So when people say, oh, did you have these people on your wall? And I'm like, actually I didn't. I, like I watched them, I'm trying to learn from them. Yeah. Obviously I'm fans of them, but not really like posters on the wall sort of style. So yeah. no, that's know, it's cool. different. I just kind of feel like for some reason I was kind of put to go this way because I can't see myself doing anything else. Right. And it's just strange because a lot of people, they go racing this for fun. If their kid don't like it, then they don't do it. But for me, I wasn't riding right or I didn't like it. I just got dragged out of the camper and thrown on the bike to go faster. It's like, it wasn't really the best way to come. But now I look back and I feel quite grateful. Were there times back then where you're like, oh, I don't want to do this? Yeah, most weekends. <laughs> it was because I wasn't really enjoying it. I was just doing it and I yeah. couldn't really say no. Yeah. Because my dad and uncle put so much money and effort into it, yeah. I had to kind of do it. But now I look back and I like understand why they did it. You know? yeah. so, in some way, time it was hard, but now I'm grateful for it. Oh, that's cool. So do you think like I, I know like you like riding your motocross bikes? Every time I see you, you're, you're messing around on a push bike, you know. And do you think that this this way of life has it? It, it's come at a price to your childhood really it's impacted in that you haven't been able to do the things your mates have always done going out and having a drink or, or you know there's a risk element with riding the push bike motocrossing you know yeah. have you had to kind of the, the different the hard thing was is like when i was still at school i was never really at school so when i went to school i didn't really have any friends so it was hard for me to go to school um, and then out of school I didn't really have no friends, I had a couple but a lot of them turned to drinking and some of them smoking and drugs and just stuff like teenagers do but I yeah. couldn't do that and I didn't really want to do it, you know, it was like I wanted to be there to mingle yeah. but I didn't want to do them things and then I was getting, I'd be at a skate park and my uncle would come by, drag me by my ear, take me home, like yeah you have to do this, this and this before you even think about going out. I'm like, fucking hell, it's really not what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. Now, when I look back and I see like I've gone here and everyone else is just there, yeah. I feel like I really yeah, see yeah. what my uncle saw, what I didn't see at that age. So, you wouldn't change anything? Not really, yeah, I can I mean, I've missed some childhood, but actually, the, what you could do then doesn't mean you can't do in the future. Yeah, you yeah. Know? that's good. Like, I did some stuff, but I mean, it's just the small things like when they used to go out and they go out drinking and stuff, big groups of people. I didn't really miss it, but I would have kind of liked to sim what it was like. 
So, you know, it's kind of, it was risky doing them things, but uh, I mean, I mean, this situation, it's kind of made me a better person overall. But even at 15, I moved out of my house, I lived with my sister, so I had to really grow up fast. And I didn't have a choice, so it's kind of helped me now in the long Because you were 15 when you won your first Grand Prix yeah. as well, wasn't it? Donington Park. Yeah. Um, I mean, one, one question I've got there is, you know, so 15-year-old, youngest ever Grand Prix winner, was your path cut in MotoGP at that stage? Do you think that you know you you knew that because you'd done that, you were always going to get onto a factory Honda? No, not really. And I haven't really got onto a factory Honda because like not that they've wanted me, but more because the people in VDS believe in me and they've taken that chance and they've put all the money in to get it. So it's always been difficult for me to have the right machinery because people don't, I don't know why, but they don't believe me in that last 10% when actually, when I've had the machinery, I've showed that I can fight for championships and stuff. So back then it was just kind of race by race and see what goes on. In 2009 I had a real bad season because the bike broke down 24 times. And then obviously on paper you say this and this happened, but on black and white you didn't finish the race when you finished 24th. Yeah. And it was hard, I didn't have a ride until, it was like end of January, beginning of February 2010 when BDS said, okay, we'll take you with this, and it's a brand new team, no one had anything about it, so it could have been a load of fluff, yeah. and it was over this on MZ, so I think, fuck, it was really one time in my life, something actually went, and that's what has helped me a lot, is going with BDS, it really brought me up a lot in my career. So, I mean, e even this year, with all the, the, the crap that went about, you know, with the ride you were meant to have next year that, that didn't come up and now VDS have, you know, they've stepped up, they believe in you like you say and um, you know they're they're on the scene, they're gonna take you that next step on the factory Honda. Are you are you do you think you could achieve more with them than any other team? Is it that family relationship? Yeah, definitely. I always like I said to a lot of guys, as soon as I walk through the door, I feel again that drive, that atmosphere, people wanting to win. I didn't feel that in the scene. I felt like they were just going racing. They wasn't going to win. And in BDS, you feel when you're in there, you go to win. It's like, okay, well, you need to try and lose weight. You need to do this. We're going to try and make the bike lighter to help you. And they're doing it. In the casino, it's like, whatever. You know, you've got the bike, go riding. And that's hard for me because I can only do so much myself. Yeah. And when we fight for a championship last year, beginning of the season, we was at the workshop, right? I mean, we can save a few grams here. Okay, it's going to cost more, but will it be worth it? We don't know, but we'll do it because we don't want to have the doubt about it. And then I was the same, like, okay, I'm going to try my best to lose the weight. And in the end, the outcome was we had a few wins, we fought for a championship, and we just had a lack of luck at the end of the season. Yeah. But overall, I mean, it's just having that push, like, okay, we're going to win, not we're going racing. And that's what I really love about the VDS team. Yeah. Now, they seem a great bunch, and, yeah, you know, like you said, the perfect group to be going back with. I've, I've got another question on that, though, now, because... When you were doing Moto2, I mean, you were exceptional. I think uh, the thing I remember most about you riding that was the, the sideways, sliding the bike in everywhere, and it was it was awesome. But also your scraps with Marquez. I mean, Silverstone, uh, the, the last year, so two years ago. 2012. Yeah, uh, you won the race. Second. Second, sorry. Yeah. Ah, but yeah. it was like winning the race. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, was, it was an awesome, awesome race. And the thing is, is that you were one of very few people who been up against Marquez and beaten him. And the question I've got is if you had been on that HRC bike last year and had the opportunity he's had, do you think you could have, you know, could you have mirrored his performance in Grand Prix? Um, 
I think he got off on a better foot, even from a young age. You know, like he's had a bit of a better upcoming, so it's kind of helped him. You know, um, if we were put on the same bike, obviously my goal is to beat him. My goal is anyway to beat him. When I have the bike and he's there, it's even more. You know, and if you got someone to learn from, I mean. If we went in the same time and we had the same time on the bike, I don't see why there should be a difference. Why, like next year for me, there's there's no excuse for me to be like tenth or ninth. It's not acceptable. I need to be top five and fight for podiums because if he can do it, why can't I do it? You know, it's always that way around. Like the first few years, I was a lot faster than him in one two five. Yeah. And when it comes to moto two and the weight started coming, the talent was almost overcoming with the weight, and it just made it a lot more difficult for me. I mean, that, that that was the thing. Like you, were, you were a giant on that bike, weren't you? Really, but but you made it work, and, and you got. It the just results. cost me a lot of wins and a lot of podiums. You know, like that's what a lot of people don't see. Like, oh, he's fourth, or he was third, or he was second. But when you see how hard I worked for that in the race, you can't give that to someone. And yeah. you see, like, okay, look, he's he's out breaking from like five bike lengths behind, and then he's just getting passed again on the straight, and he's just bang, 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 he's going, going. A lot of riders would give up after two times of that. Yeah. You know, when I see some riders, they complain they got a slow bike, as they are, you know, they at least coming alongside the people. I think try and have it when you can't even stay in the slipstream. Like, you know what I mean? You're just constantly fighting against it all the time, and you just got to be strong in the head to not let it get to you, because you can go, oh, fuck, he's past me, I'll just stay behind him, but it's not. You've got to go back and back and back until they say, fuck, it's better I just sit behind him, because he's not worth it. You know, every time they go in, I'm there. Go in, come past me in the straight, next corner, who's there? I'm there. Next corner, who's there? I'm there. So in the end, they just think, what can I do? And okay, I'm fighting, 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 and the only thing I can do is that. So it doesn't leave me no option but to keep overtaking, 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 overtaking. And most times out of it, they just pass me in the straight. Like Philip Island this year, I could have been fifth. I was faster than Alvaro and I was faster than Barbara. I passed them both on the last lap and they both just passed me on the straight. So I do all the work, yeah. I catch them from four seconds, pass them, pull away, then the soft tire starts to drop a little bit. Then I pass Alvaro on the last lap around the outside and I go underneath Barbara in the last corner. And it comes to the straight, it's just wrong, wrong. So actually, I should have just stayed behind him, but yeah. I never know. I could have maybe beat him. So it's always to me, what can happen, not what will happen. So, so on, on that basis, though, essentially you've been in an underdog position again, you know, in terms of, so that in Moto 2, your height and your weight was against you. This year in GP, your first year, you've had, you know, a, um, you haven't been on a factory bike, you've been on a, a, a customer Honda essentially. And now you've learned how to get the most out of that, you've ridden the wheels off it. So in theory, when you get on that good bike and you get it working how you want it, with the team you want around you, you're gonna be you're gonna be a weapon, aren't you? I should hope so. Yeah. I mean if I like I said to my manager who's really put all this together with Mark, you know, he's, he says, Oh you need to do this, do that, I said, look, listen, at the end of the day, do you think I would push to put myself on a factory bike not to put the effort in? Yeah. Do you think I would do that? Do you think I would make all this first yeah. just to ride? I said, I want to win. That's what I want. If not, I'd go to Ducati, I'd take a pay, yeah. and I'd finish wherever. That's yeah. not what I want to do. I want to win. I'm 21, and I can still win. Yeah. There's no reason why I can't. So yeah. now we have the Olins, we have the Brembo. It costs more money, but he's given me that opportunity. You know, I know after two years, 
years, Alex Marquez is going to be on that place. It's not official, no one said it, but I know it. That's why Estrella's gone together. So that's what the situation, but I have two years to prove myself, and if I can't do it in two years, I've had the chance, I've tried my hardest, I'm not good enough to win a championship. That's fair enough, I can accept that, but I know that I tried my best, and I had the best machinery and best team to do it. So it's basically reality for me in the next two years, is just to do it. If I can't do it, I have to look at other options, but I need to be fighting with them factory guys this year, uh, next year, and the year after. I have to. I can't even have one year to say, oh, take it easy, blah, blah, blah. I can't. I have to be there. Already in Qatar, I need to be there. So, so you're now, you just started testing on the factory Honda. How is that going, and, and what do you see has been the biggest headache? What, what have you got to do to get the most out of that bike? It's hard. There's not really a headache. It's a first uh, test for me with the bike. Um, a new team, a new crew chief that come from Superbike, that's the biggest holdback at the moment. It's not like me going to Repsol, they've had the bike, they know the setting, they know the electronic, blah, 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 blah. We're going and they're going basically with that, that's what they got. Yeah. Like, okay, where we start, oh, we'll try this or we'll try that, and that costs quite a bit of time. So, you know, I think the first Sepang test, we're not also going to be shining, and the second one, I don't really want to shine. I want to just stay a bit quiet, and then in the races, I need to be the strongest, that's what I want to work just to be strong in the race, strong in the race. You know, in the practice, don't matter, qualifying need to be there, and the race, I need to be there. The rest of it, we just need to learn, 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 learn. And it's not just me, it's also all the guys in the team. Yeah. Is, is there a big physical difference between the, the customer Honda and the factory Honda? Is not it, really, it's the same. I mean, the speed in the corners is the same. Is it, yeah. Um, you know, in fact, probably more corner speed with the open bike with the soft tyre. Oh, wow. Um, okay, a bit more braking force, a bit more on the power, but in the end, it's not much different physically-wise. I've got, I've got to ask about the head down. Okay. Because that's... I saw, <laughs> I got, when I saw the picture, I thought, what the hell is going on here? What, where did that come from? I don't know. I was just watching, I was just looking back at some pictures, and uh, no, I saw on Twitter a picture of Scott Redding getting low, blah, blah, blah. Someone showed me, and I thought, fuck me, you're getting a bit low. Like, shoulder was nearly down. I thought, I reckon I could drop my helmet. I'd be the first guy to go a helmet down. <laughs> Um, and I tried it, and they were like, it was quite nice, fucking having a laugh. And I tried it, I didn't do it. And I saw the picture of that. I thought, oh, you, you can, you can do that. So after the race, I tried again, and I touched the outer. Like I tried once. I was like, I must be down. Like, I was like, I got to do this. My last chance. I was like, on turn ten, that was the only place I could do it. I was like, I'm down. Like, I didn't feel. I was like, fuck this. And I was like, really, just like put my head down, touched it, and I was satisfied. It was just a bit of fun, just trying to enjoy it. Again. It was it's spectacular to see and yeah I guess like you say you know it's like when you think back everyone remembers the first guy to put his knee down his elbow yeah, down yeah and here you Foot are the, 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 yeah down. the head down awesome. yeah. yeah that's quite good I mean obviously it's not ever going to be fast but it's just like people Don't like matter, to see cool. that sometimes you know? <laughs> it's like to see like fuck he's enjoying it yeah you've done it because you can yeah that's right. brilliant I think we're good we've been told to wrap it up that's awesome yeah, thanks nice. a lot for having a real Bikes.co.uk